0: Hello, 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 my name is Robert, I am the recovery guy, and this is The Checkup. just want to thank you so much for joining Friday's Checkup. We are always encouraged to be in front of you. And again, no matter if you're listening through recoveryguide.org and uh, pulling down uh, our podcast uh, channel connections, or even, you know, maybe you're going there to read the blogs uh, that you found out about uh a podcast from the blogs or the blogs and the podcast. Uh, we're just glad that you're here. Uh, if we're friends and acquaintance from, uh, you know, recovery uh, underscore guy on Instagram, or you visit the recovery guy page on Facebook, uh, we're just excited that you're a part of our recovery movement. Everything that we do here at recovery guy is designed to give us all a, a greater sense of hope and a greater sense of security, and of um, compassion, and understanding, and help us helping us be a better resource or tool, as it were, for those who are important to us in our life. And I know that seems like a lot. And for some of us in the beginning, it's way too much, um, but we just need to keep things in perspective. Uh, if you if you listen to Tuesday's podcast called Today, and you'll understand some of the content that I was pulling down uh, from my uh, friend, um, uh, Randy Garn, uh, you'll understand it's just doing the best you can with what you've got to maximizing our resources. And that is so much about what recovery is about. Um, you know, we we come so far, and I was chatting about this with my daughter Carol last week and and realizing really how much alike we are and the things that she's going through and in, in, in large part of things that I've already gone through, and yet we seem to be experiencing the same thing maybe on a different level. Uh, however, we do grow and we do move from the old to the new and almost like a, a reptile would would shed a skin because we're it's time to grow we're outgrowing the old skin and into the new skin this new way of, of living this elevated life that we have you know when when I first came to recovery in 1986 um, I wouldn't have admitted that I had a problem with alcohol Um for anyone at all. Because once you admit you have a problem, now you are responsible for doing something about it. And, and, and certainly, um, I wouldn't have been willing to do that because it might have meant that I would have had to give up alcohol and drugs and the other behaviors that I was um, involved in to sort of mask or set aside or minimize, certainly minimize uh, the pain and the discomfort that I was going through. And I'm sure that you can relate to that uh, as well on your own level. Sometimes we don't know what's going on or that we even have a challenge, especially for those in my audience who, who aren't addicted to a substance and And your way of life isn't uh, uh, as much of a problem for you as it can obviously be uh, for a person who's suffering from uh, a compulsive and addictive behavior and living life at the bottom uh, of a needle or a line or a bottle or other types of destructive behaviors that sort of uh, dilute or distract us from a from a positive way of living. so But there's other things that maybe uh, bother us because it's holding us back from achieving a greater degree of, of success, and we want to know uh, what that is. But eventually, it, it should cause a degree of uncomfortability, no matter where we're at along the spectrum, to say, you know what, I I can't be this way anymore. I can't live this way. I can't think this way. I'm tired of not getting the results I feel I deserve or I was looking for something needs to change. You know, for me, I had to go into treatment. It was necessary for me to be isolated in a detox just so I could be medically observed while I was... Uh, uh, having the alcohol detoxify out of me and the drugs as well, right? But even after that, there was so much that I had to learn in how to live a new way so I wouldn't fall back into the old way to, to develop a new way of thinking to displace and push out the old way of thinking. And that is so important for us to do. You know, as we go along this journey, and no matter where you're at with the journey, maybe maybe you're just starting along the way. Maybe you've been along the way and and you got detoured by an outside influence that sort of uh, was the bright, shiny object and, and caught your attention. And so you went in that direction because it sort of... Um, uh, set aside what you were working on uh, and it attracted to maybe you visually or, or emotionally or mentally. And so you minimized or you rationalized uh, the opportunity to break from what you were doing to then move forward to something that uh, you shouldn't be doing, but you thought it would be okay for the moment. And the next thing you know, we become distracted And we move away, even more so from from our focus and our goal. Uh, And that happens to people. And you know what we call that? We call that relapse. Relapse is when we revert back to a previous condition, most of the time by negating our current position or condition. People don't usually choose to to relapse, but we sort of set ourselves up just like we we do things differently to push out the old things, we stop doing things and the old things are sort of reintroduced. Um, one of the things that I've learned along my journey along the way is that People don't have a um, a relapse or fallback or backslide, whatever you want to call it, uh, overnight. Very rarely do people revert back to a negative behavior or substance overnight. Unless something tragic happens, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, the loss of something that was very near and dear to us and and in the moment, in a vacuum, it devastates us, and and we don't have a a a defense against it. Now we could even talk about that in terms of being able to prevent that, because I think even that scenario is pre- preventable, right? That we can that we can shore ourselves up, that that we we would be shaken. But we wouldn't be dropped to our knees of defeat, right? There's a way to even prevent that, to have enough going for us in uh, in, in deposits and enough reinforcement around us to even keep the most tragic and challenging of times uh, from causing us to revert back to a previous negative behavior. Uh, I and it's one of the reasons I don't think we can rest on our laurels where where we don't um, say that I'm okay today, I don't have to practice drill or rehearse, I'm gonna be all right, and we sort of take things for granted, that's a very dangerous position to to come from. Uh, so so when people do relapse or fall back into a previous behavior, and they call on me to coach them through that or back to where they wanted to be to get them back on track i i often like to backtrack a little bit with them and i would suggest that you backtrack as a result of this podcast today if you if you're not achieving uh what you want to achieve again a relapse doesn't have to be very dramatic it doesn't mean that the entire A house is washed into the sand or the sea, but it does mean we're being marginalized or minimized in what we've grown accustomed to in the sense of our personal, professional, um, uh, emotional, or relational um, uh, opportunities or things that we have gained. Uh, Sometimes we just need a little bit of tweak to get back on board. That's one of the reasons it's so important to take a personal inventory. One of the things I really appreciate about uh, the 12 steps of recovery is that step 10 says to continue to take personal inventory. And when we were wrong, we promptly admitted it. You know, if if you're not doing that, uh, then I would suggest that you do that. Um, now, what I think is really important along with that, is also to establish, if you haven't already, uh, an added um, uh, sense of accountability, right? Always we are accountable to God as we understand God because God has the ultimate authority uh, in in our life. Maybe you have a very trusted uh, uh, relationship with a significant other. Maybe you have a spiritual mentor. Maybe you have a recovery mentor, Maybe you have a good friend who who knows more about you than uh, than than most other people do, and and you rely on their uh, experience uh, in knowing you and what you want to accomplish as a degree of accountability. So so then we can when we sort of get off track and we begin to detour from our our purpose or our goal. It could become recognizable to someone else, and even if it doesn't, we know that when we're taking that inventory, and when we were wrong, we promptly admit it. Then we can take that to that person and say, "Hey, look, in my self-evaluation of me over the last few days, this is what where I think I'm off track. I'm I'm starting to to look at um, uh, different results, or I'm not uh, performing the way I know I want to." Uh, or I'm not feeling about me or about you or about others the way I know I would like to. And I think I've gotten off track in this particular area. Can you help me? And obviously, you know, if they are that person uh, that that knows us well and that we trust and, and they trust us and we care for them and they care for us, then of course they're going to uh, come alongside and help uh, sort of uh, co-manage or co-evaluate what the situation may be, and then we get back on track. You know, we need to do that um, uh, regardless of where we're at in our journey. Now, in the beginning of recovery, we have so many of those things because we've neglected life and personal responsibility for so long that we have to sort of um, evaluate them and put them all down on paper and, and go from the most challenging or difficult things or impacting things first, and we work on that, uh, often what happens when, when we do that? Uh, I, I think it's really interesting, and, and you do this as a test for yourself. So many of these things are connected uh, on a smaller scale to something more obvious and impacting, right? Right? so when we when we handle a particular approach or behavior of of appreciating things right uh, appreciation when we when we appreciate things uh, we have a tendency to take better care of it and then other things uh, are affected as of it as uh, as well you know um when 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 i began to tackle my my chronic condition of alcoholism again the the gambling, the compulsive overeating, the bulimia, the the propensity for or the lust for pornography um, all of those things that were a part of my life and had been uh, a part of my life sort of went away so so I I address the, the problem with alcohol by going into treatment and going into alcoholics anonymous and then i would go to na meetings and overeaters anonymous and things but but one of the things i found when when i got right with the alcohol my need or desire to do or engage in the to do the other things or engage in the other behaviors they sort of went by the wayside as a result of that and, and maybe you find that true in your life as well. Um, you know, in AA, it says that when we stopped living in the problem and started living in the solution, the problems, they pretty much went away of themselves, right? So a lot of times we're going to find this to be true. And, and you might do this as, a, as an added sense of observation in your journey of wellness. When you stop doing one thing over here, how many other things drop off as a result of it. And I think you'll start finding it to be true in your life as well. Uh, and then also enlist the the opinion or the constructive criticism of that person in your life that you trust and and to see how they're even seeing you. Because so often how people see me Will determine their proximity to me on a physical level and even an emotional level as well. If people perceive me as being open and calm and non judgmental and accepting and kind and gracious and all the other things that we can be, they will want to be closer to me. That's just natural. Um whereby if we're wondering why this isn't happening or this person or that person's not in my life, uh, we begin changing our outlook and our response and how we how we live and go through our life, and we find out that, you know, different people that I thought were rejecting me based on them now finally are approaching to me, but it's not about them. It was always about me, right? Um, And that's very important to remember, And, and you're going to find this to be true in many areas of your life as you walk this road of recovery, you walk this road of wellness. At the same time, we could be uninviting people in our life that used to think they were allowed in our life as a result of our negative decisions or behaviors that sort of opened us up to them while it closed off access to others or made them feel that they didn't want to be in our life. So things happen by exclusion and inclusion on both sides of the coin as we begin living more healthy, right? One of the things that I had learned in my personal recovery is that I could use um my condition, because certain things are stamped in my DNA. Um, and and when we are in recovery, things in my DNA don't change. Uh, things become more calm, and I process things differently to a large degree. Uh, but I was uh, clinically diagnosed back in the early 80s by uh, a uh, psychiatric, Firm uh, mental health in uh, Nevada and Las Vegas as being uh obsessive and compulsive disorder uh, and and I make things bigger than than they ought to be uh, or are allowed or deserving to be in my life and and that's where I came across the conclusion as I heard someone say that my middle name was more I would take something small like my addiction, like my desire to drink or use and I would blow it up into this this debilitating condition called alcoholism because I would do things to the extreme and to to a an unhealthy degree or an obsessive compulsive degree, right So I thought, well, if I did that with alcohol and drugs and and that's more like me than not like me, Why can't I just take that which was killing me and turn it into something that would elevate me? And so I often tell people that my middle name is more, but now, today, my more is very different, right? Before it was more alcohol, more drugs. Um, more, more overeating and eating unhealthily, uh, more gambling at the blackjack table and the slot machines and the video poker machines and, 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 and more strip clubs because of my pornography, um, compulsion, all of those things. Now, today, it's more of God, more of positive reinforcement, more of, of, positive self-talk, more of positive actions, more of healthy relationships, understanding healthy boundaries, um, more, more developing friendships, more looking to be a part of people's life instead of being excluded from people's lives. You see how that just flipped? I'm, I'm still obsessive and compulsive in so many ways, but now that you take away the alcohol and the drugs it's more understandable more controlled less destructive it's now flipped to a more positive approach and and a way of living and i have found over the years that i that i i take that which used to kill me because it translated or reinforced negative behavior it it now allows me to become more well and have an energy and a compulsion and a compa and a passion for that which allows me to have deeper more lasting relationships life is just much more meaningful and I hope you have found this to be true for you as well so if you notice I didn't give a a topic to today's podcast because it's just me rambling about things that are important to me that I really wanted to share with you. I want you to know more about me and what my process is and and how I think of so many things that appear to be random, but when you combine them together, they really crystallize into one forward movement of wellness and recovery. I try to be in alignment uh, with the different domains the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, and the mental, uh, the those domains of living that, as the big book says, talks about demanding rigorous honesty, that when combined and properly understood and applied, as Stephen Covey would say, and that as the Bible would say, that I'm no longer a house divided against myself, I get a person who's directioned to become well in all areas of life. And I hope you want this for you as well. I hope you're willing to make a commitment, no matter where you're at with life, to really take this and use this as an opportunity to become, once again, the best possible version of you that you can become the best resource for someone else. And I really want us to open up to knowing that we become who we are because at the end of the day, we are our brother's keeper. It is so important that you know that everything I do, even though it benefits me first, I need it to benefit you. I want to make a difference in your life Just as I was such a negative impact and disappointment to others that cared for me when I was out there ripping and running, I want conversely to be a positive impact in your life because that is what I was designed for. I was designed to be a person who would make a positive difference in your life and live out this full and complete life for me. I hope that is true for you. I hope that everything you experience, you experience with a transformational light that allows you to see yourself as God would want you to see yourself as the creation he created you to be so that you can be more to others. Again, whether you're a Christian or not, I'm sure that your, your approach to your spirituality has something very equivalent to this. In the Bible, it says to love the Lord God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And secondly, to love your neighbor as yourself. To see the connection, I love me as I would love you. I become well for me as I would become well for you. I go from broken to whole for me so you can become broken to whole for yourself. And when we do that individually, collectively, from a personal level, interpersonal, managerial, and organizational level, it creates just an aura and a life around us that is a life that I'm sure you want to live. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for going to recoveryguy.org. Thank you for going to Instagram, recovery underscore guy. Thank you for visiting us on Facebook. Thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends and those you care for, because I care for you. My name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy. I was trying-